Hey everyone, I'm Gotha GM, and welcome to a Retcon Artist's After Hours Special Edition. Last time we did the After Hours, we simply uploaded it to the podcast, but this time around you can find it both in podcast form and on YouTube. Special thanks to Ruthie the Untold Sitcom for the edits, and there's not much else to say other than we really appreciate all the support you guys have shown us. This is a chance for you all to look at behind the scenes, how we kind of answer your questions, interact with each other, and our expectations of each other. We hope you enjoy this chill hangout session and maybe answer some of your questions. Take care. Hello, everyone. Hello. Did he give the double thumbs up? I did. He didn't. Damn it. I, I did. I missed it. <laughs> Why would you just say no, something? No, you didn't do it. Because I have to you, mute. You didn't do it. I didn't. Mm. Nope. No, nobody saw you. Pixar, Pixar didn't happen. Right? Okay, hold on. There you go. Okay. Hi! All right, we're live. Hey! Hello, everyone. So we're doing this after hours a uh, live stream this time. We're going to turn it into a podcast after the fact, and we're going to try and mind our P's and Q's if we can, because that's always, uh, you know, spoiler alert, stuff like that, other things. We, we finished the last leg of our campaign, the last session. Mm -hmm. so yeah the characters are officially finished their mission and uh i think last time we did this was at the end of the gold god and goblins storyline so it's like okay we it's have two, two storylines now oh god well it's three now technically completed ones three completed Shit. missions we'll say so i guess we could start with the uh the bizarre bizarre i can start with you paul uh i love the inclusion of the mimics um i love them just like their core design mimics are phenomenal because they can literally be whatever you want them to be mm -hmm. so depending on how cruel you want to be in future endeavors because basically i mean by the time we hit level eight as an example uh we're basically a, a wandering party of like demigods <laughs> so you could throw level eight <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> well, right. look, compared to okay, basic so, creatures, I guess, yeah. But it's true. Just even even things like the false hydra from the from our last campaign. That thing would have been nasty. Um it was dealt with fairly quickly. Again, I mean Josh's Vera took out the uh the golem in like one turn. We're already basically yeah, demigods, right? <laughs> But I love the inclusion of mimics in just about everything because it's either because they don't even have to be conventional. That's that's the best part about this kind of monster mm -hmm. type, right? They can be completely insane. You could fool us by having us open a very blatant trap, and the chest is fine. It's got a a wondrous item in there. It's like I don't know a great club for Bjorn as an example. Two uh, D eight plus six. It's a monster of a weapon. But once after every turn, you could roll just six-sided die, right? Five and six, damn, boom, mimic, and it bites Bjorn. It could just be something crazy, right? Ancient-ass mimic. Right? <laughs> it's a Venus fly trap. A Venus Asian. Bjorn trap. <gasps> All the mimics know uh, that Bjorn hoards everything, so they just wait. <laughs> I'll eventually end up in that bag of holding. <laughs> That's really it. I mean, I, I love it. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Josh? I mean, 
Yeah, that was the introduction of Vera, so I guess that kind of holds a little bit of a different feel for you, hey? Yeah, well, because I wasn't there in character for the very beginning, like, and, pretty, you know, but I but I did watch it, mm -hmm. and so it was, definitely, it was definitely different. Right. But, you know, once, once we... Once, like we, we, I remember like everyone, or the, like the group was focused on the door, you know. Mm, yes, and, yes. And then you let uh, Bjorn smash a hole in the wall, and so, and so it was like, all right, we'll just fucking keep making a hole in the wall. It seems like and. Uh, you know, when, and it was just funny to me, like, when finally we were like, I guess we'll go somewhere else, even though we've spent all of this energy and time yeah. trying to, trying to break through this wall. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just interesting. You were kind of the, a little bit of the Deus Ex, like the auto machine help too on that, I think, in a, in a little way, like you came in and kind of changed the direction a little bit. Yeah, well, and I remember uh, I hadn't mentioned it before, but uh, I had the scroll of locate object. Right. But we hadn't talked about that. Yeah. We, like we like you had mentioned something about you know. I think I'm, I remember uh, you I'm messaging me about that. And, yeah, and, I think I remember you messaging uh, and asking, would it be okay if she brought this with her kind of thing? I was like, yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, or... Yeah, I think it happened in-game. I mean, yeah. I don't... At least, at least like, we we established that she was going there with something, but, like, it wasn't specified what it was. Anyway. Yeah. So. But that definitely pointed us in a direction. Yeah which sometimes getting a direction is like the hardest part of the adventure yeah and knowing what to do with the information that is there sometimes isn't apparent uh max what you got what do you figure on bizarre bizarre i'm looking directly into your eyes um... that was so <laughs> i like that hi Hey, welcome to this thing, Max hey, Anthem. Thanks for calling 1-900-ANTHEM-MAX. Please, feel free to leave a message. No, um, so I felt that there was a lot of bizarre, and it was very bizarre. Wow. And, um, that was awful. I, I awful. know. I felt like there wasn't enough bizarre. I feel like there wasn't enough bizarre. I wanted more shopping. <laughs> get in the fucking wagon bitch we're going shopping <laughs> yeah vero's like oh my god i'm getting shoes <laughs> yeah uh arthur would have been excited to go shopping too to be, to be honest with you but uh so no um i really like the mimics thing i was very mad i didn't get my six thousand gold or whatever it was <laughs> right. yeah. um, three, three thousand still a little that's a lot of gold yeah, i wasn't letting you have three thousand gold i'm sorry <laughs> Arthur probably would have just given it all away anyway to somebody, so it wouldn't have sure. really mattered. But uh, come on, he, he's he knows backstory. He doesn't really That's care fair. about money. That's fair. Um, 
is more about the titles. Oh, but uh, no, uh, that was really cool. I like the um, the weird druid guy with the panther pet guy in the uh, whatever we were in the tomb thing. Yep, that we found chained up. The, well, eventually we found him chained to the wall. But in that, he mm-hmm. was just like resting in there. Uh, that was a really cool kind of mysterious character. That was kind of like a neat little, like you find it at the beginning, then at the end he's there. Yep. And it's like even to this day, you know, I feel like Arthur has that in the back of his mind. Like, oh shit, we did leave somebody behind, and the Darii are still out there. And that was a really cool, uh, like, plot device that was put into that. Um, and the the orc, whole... the orc and his panther. Sorry to interrupt here, but he yeah, but... he was born out of an initial encounter idea that you gave me. Oh yeah, that's true. And I didn't even catch on to that until well after. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, man, I wish I could have talked to that guy more. And you were like, it was your idea. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was my idea. That was, <laughs> I was actually, I was glad that didn't click till later, though. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, oh, shit moment. Like, oh, damn it. Yeah, no, I, it was a really cool, because um, that was the whole plot line with Mason. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that's what ended with us finding Mason. So, yeah, that was, uh, I don't know, that, that whole story was really cool. A puzzle was a little, eh. You can blame Capcom for that one, okay? That is Capcom's fault. (laughs) Hey, Capcom, sponsor us. Needing to find a specific thing, but like, there's all these locked doors. Yeah. But like, locked doors. Yarn, break a hole. You know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yarn, kind of hard whenever the 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 big characters like, I don't need a freaking. This is my key, Lifts Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> what was I talking with? I was talking with you, Alex, I think, the other day, right? About the different characters we play. Yeah. And how they're all different. For... Yeah, yeah, it was you. And uh, thinking back on now, back to like the Bizarre Bazaar, it was like, um, you know, the cleric that smashes things, the bard that doesn't act like a bard. Um, you know, you have uh, Vero as a slime <laughs> master. You know, the only normal character we have is Tarvok, really, who is a you know is a shooting nuke ranger, right? So that is true. He's like the most optimized <laughs> yeah. regular character. He's the only optimized. What did, character how did we phrase it? What did we say? The most meta character. Yeah, the most meta character. Like the, the character that makes the most sense. Yeah, you know, Tim's uh, like, what are they? He's a sorcerer that acts like a rogue. Is Tim? You know, so it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It was a really cool beginning to all of our character. I know it was the second arc, but mm-hmm. to the whole really group cool dynamic, kind of like beginning to the whole group getting things together. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. I like that one. <laughs> MC says, I figured Tim would be the one who makes the most sense. Ha! <laughs> Terrible. Your joke is bad, it. and you should yeah. feel bad. <laughs> we, we- we don't get that joke in Canada anymore. Because yeah, do we have a chat timeout? <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to feel I mean, that. I, could, I, I think I'm a mod, right? I can time out. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but MC did actually have some legit questions. So he says, and um, I guess these are pretty uh, deep behind the scenes questions. But first, how is Mason? And did Darius die? Or is he coming back so he can be killed? I, I don't, why do people hate Darius? No, I'm just kidding. I hate him. Too. I don't know. I, I don't know why Darius. You Darius. Well, bad guys, guys. You're a bad guy, but you're I not a bad guy. 
<laughs> Zangief knows what's going on. So, so yeah. from Arthur's perspective, Mason still needs to be avenged. Yeah. Mm. Um, that story isn't done yet, to Arthur, from Arthur's standpoint. And I would think that the Darii are just still multiplying. I think that's kind of what they do, right? His personality just continues. He just keeps splitting. Split. He's like an atom. <laughs> He's like 20 people. <laughs> I mean, like Excuse that... me, I must consult the Council of Darius. Yeah. yeah. 47 personalities later. Leaving a, a, like, a guy who is practicing strange, not even like normal necromancy, but <laughs> strange necromancy. Necromancy is normal? <laughs> yeah, normal but, necromancy. Well, he's not That's just how like, advanced the Darii are. He's not just raising skeletons and what then if he like, was raising a yeah, sticking true. them on people. Yeah, he was like Apparently altering people's <laughs> states. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is like so like Vera for sure is like like poured over those those notes for like an entire evening and helped with the recovery for Mason. Mm -hmm. Like I I think she would also be kind of invested yeah in that. Like she, like there it yeah, I I think that at some point, we need to go back there, or f figure some, you know, figure something out. Mm -hmm. uh, to I, I can't. Of course, I can't directly answer what Darius's status is because that would be a massive spoiler if he's dead or alive. And I know oh, that yeah. you. And I'm gonna say it like that because I mean, maybe he did die. Maybe there's something else going on in his wake of his death, or. <laughs> maybe he's alive and he's waiting to exact revenge i'm not gonna dm it to umc that's love. i love you but that's i don't love you that much no nice try, <laughs> nice try. For <laughs> but I won't but do. Do yeah so oh, meatloaf. i so unfortunately i am not gonna comment on darius's status i think from the outside perspective it's very logical either way that he could have gotten out or died in that fire because that fire as you know heat rises and uh he was in the very peak of that place i feel like i feel like that place wouldn't have burned up though maybe like the way it looked i mean like, yeah i don't know yeah I'm sure the he could have got smoked me, out or something too right and that's yeah that, that's true i don't even remember yeah, like what was burning <laughs> was it just the, the pile just, of like, bodies the yeah. yeah like there was nothing else to burn like, but what yeah. if? But it wasn't if, just a pile. That was like an entire like auditorium full of yeah. fucking corpses. So the, like the if, smoke might have choked him out up top. Yeah. What if? What if one of the Darii is like asthmatic? He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> just one of them. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, yeah. One yeah. Like, <laughs> alternating between the ah. You're fine. <laughs> you're, you're okay. Well, like I, I, I'm just saying, there are several wizard spells that would not be very high level and you could get out <laughs> yeah i'm just saying yeah and, also, and... also that was his like layer like he's yeah. got fucking he's got a fucking potion or something who knows right there. like i would mm -hmm. he, he also <laughs> but but to counter that as well he was also super invested in trying to start working on his dead daughter at the same time and maybe he was oh, trying right. to save her ass and try and get her out and and you know bring her back before he had to leave his lair and maybe 
the panic of it killed him. Maybe. Yeah, I forgot about You're the whole not thing making where a very Arthur discovered Mason. <laughs> this is a guy who stopped my spell, several of my spells in midair. Mm-hmm. You're telling me he didn't have some kind of teleport scroll just lying around? Or I forgot about the doll as well. Yeah, we Anything never really directly else? fought. He had a door that goes upstairs. <laughs> yeah. All he got to do was throw the body over his arm and just... It's true. All right, now we wait. Look at the smoke. It's so brilliant. Oh, we're done. Okay, time to go in and call the insurance company for smoke damage. <laughs> Sir Darius, I think uh, you might be committing fraud here. Didn't you set this yourself? Well, there's nobody yeah, else I want to give Darius. 10 props for the doll. Because yeah, that whole... Uh, when I was searching, had Arthur searching the corners for random shit from his childhood or whatever, and he found mm-hmm. that doll, and then you put that into the plot. That was... Yeah. Uh, that was, that was uh, Stream props to you for that one. That was really cool how you uh, made that mean something. Like a meaningless thing Arthur was doing turned into something kind of cool for the group to use. That's fair, yeah. You know, when Tim was going to light it on fire and all that, like it, it got a reaction out of him, and that was a really cool, uh, yeah. that was a really cool like, uh, yeah. plot device you added. Well, thank you. <laughs> what was yeah. the round of applause? I have to hold it. <laughs> no, <up>. don't. <laughs> just like applause with your teeth, just. Ew. Oh. <laughs> the mimics are coming. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and what were you going to ask, Josh? Sorry. Oh, I was just thinking. Well, so that uh, the doll just made me think of items in general. Mm, yeah. There was like the thing. Yeah. And like right before this was the the Alistair giving them some weird yep. fucking items that like pr- probably some people have forgot about but like i can't wait until until they reappear useful. like yeah. the, the storing sheep and sh- storing sleep yeah i don't <laughs> remember which one is which <laughs> those are my favorite that's great uh well and but th- but there was a fucking, <laughs> there was a thing that like mm-hmm. uh, like bjorn put it in his bag and it like flew i don't remember what the heck that was that was the skull of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, That's the right. one that was the bound to his the rest yeah. of his body there. Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was described as shooting across the planet, like <laughs> back to where it came from, or Just whatever. Tumbling across the countryside. Yeah, and I <laughs> would walk five hundred miles. <laughs> yeah, I thought I can... that was pretty good. That was good. I can answer uh, MC's other questions. Something. No. Uh, sit, no, no, no plot armor on Cinderella. That mimic is gone. <laughs> yeah. That mimic's gone. Yeah, no. She, uh, she found her prince charming and decided to live happily ever after, or die happily ever after. Yep. I wanted to. There's. Yeah, out of out of hope for not being sued by Disney for their Disney princesses, we don't want to bring up any more Disney princesses. If we're sponsored, we we'll gladly bring them up all often. Let's hey, be honest. This entertainment. We, we were dealing with Agrabah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to be oh, yeah. honest, we're probably going to be owned by Disney, Disney, by Disney, Disney sooner or later. Stuff. Anyways, you know the Chinese knockoff of Disney, Disney, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> with your favorite characters, Icky Rat, like Ariel. 
Hickey Rat real. is our main man, Scott. For real. I guess in, instead of cars, we have automobiles. What? <laughs> <laughs> Rafai, what do you think? I liked Yorn. Really? Speaking. <laughs> I, I, I like I like the puzzle and breaking down doors. I didn't like the actual puzzle part. I liked breaking down the doors. You gave so. me some hope. <laughs> I think we're on agreement on that one at this point. It's, it's a, I'm not Puzzles are hard, man. I, I refuse to solve this puzzle. I'm going to break the door. Yeah. You rolling like 28th all the time, like made it hard for Ken to even find a way around. Yeah, you put this camera. Remember, you put your phone up to the camera. Like, look, I rolled another almost 30. Yeah, and Ken's like, well, I guess you break the door open. <laughs> yeah, you can't well, say no to that. So, so there. Actually, that brings up something interesting that I've thought of before, uh, as a DM. Like, you. So like, Bjorn is going to smash doors, right? Like. With with time, there's gonna and, be harder doors, and no, like there's no reason for us to leave immediately. Like every door can technically be like broken down, right? True. Sure. If oh, it's yeah. a, if it's just oh. like a wood door. Oh yeah, wood door. Sure. Like her weapon would yeah. break against some things. I would think. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, so that's the thing is like you have to. Weapon. Like, if you really don't want someone in there, yeah. like, you have to be more specific about putting doors that, like, can't be opened except for right. this this thing or that And that's, that's kind of how I wanted to write that main door, but I think what it came down to in that moment to me trying to, I guess, lead you guys away from that idea was... The constant it, it comes up to like i'm gonna intimidate him okay he's not intimidated i'm gonna intimidate him again like that kind of let's just keep doing until it, it succeeds thing right like well the problem with that one is we had no idea where to go from there and yeah no i yeah we i don't know if we had like a break or something but there is a point where i was like we literally do not have anywhere else to go yeah and I... so we're just gonna try and break this door because i already <laughs> almost broke it and I'm, I'm sure if I roll high enough, I can break it again. Mm -hmm. We have a chicken. <laughs> we have a chicken. That's true. Which we still have. I think we got that chicken back. Yeah, we still have the chicken. Uh, yes, He's a little toasty, but sure. we still have him. Yeah. Coming He's in. crispy. But that is, that is another thing that I've learned throughout DMing for you guys is I need to sometimes make the apparent things more apparent. And I've had this conversation with a couple of you guys is... I can't always oh, yes. assume that you guys can see the same threads I'm giving you. Like, like in that situation, you guys did have the mountains to the distance that were closer than the ones that were behind you. And then also the sign that Tarvok eventually was like, wait, what about that sign? Right. So it's like, <clears throat> I was trying to step away from being like, Hey guys, go here. But at the same time, I should still make it a little more obvious. And that's what I'm starting to learn mm -hmm. from things like that. Right. So, yeah. There's a there's like a a scope mm -hmm. of like what the character can see that you just have to make apparent to yeah. the player because we aren't actually there. Right. And I can't count on like, you guys going, I wanna look at this and see what it's about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're if you were in a room for ten minutes with like, you know, just a box on the floor 
and you like even if you just like are walking around the room you would like kind of like look in the box yeah exactly and that was that first key that you guys missed out on i mean bjorn is the skeleton key of the group but still like you would have found that first key (laughs) if i had been like upon further inspection of that box you found the key and that puzzle probably would have instantly solved itself and you guys would have gotten through the combat and been done right so alex hasn't gone yet right yeah what you got buddy what do you think I think that Bizarre Bizarre was the point, and and now this is just personal preference coming out here, but things have gotten dark and detailed and graphic and gory, Mm. and I'm not opposed to it whatsoever. I think Bizarre (laughs) Bizarre was the point where that started. Like, that started with the vision of Mason, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And shit's getting real. You you did burn your face off and like <laughs> yeah, but it that's more slapstick. Burning my right? face off. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. I remember that Mason description. <laughs> that Mason description was rough. We were all like, "Oh God, maybe Mason is nearly dead." Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think I that's and things have gotten like more awesome since then, and I think that was just like from looking back. That's where I think I see that point where we're like. I don't know whether to call it an ascension or a descension into what Madness. what all is going on, but I like where it's going. Okay. See, you say you say madness, and I instantly think like old gods. Now mm. it's oh. descent into yeah. brutal realism. Mm-hmm. And no, no, I, I I get it. I played some but... worse shit, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it's an idea in that everything is like you're not gonna. We're not gonna just find Mason locked in a cell somewhere, you know, have him been eating three meals a day the whole time he was captured. It was like, oh shit, yeah, he's not just in like a resort being locked up. Like he's being experimented on. He's being dissected. If you don't basically. hurry up, yeah. I mean, that was yeah, that was that was a weird moment for Arthur when he drew his rapier for the first time ever, thinking he had to kill his friend to set him free that moment yeah. that moment max um this this is getting a little into the area of personal territory but it's not i'm not going to make it too personal but that yeah. arc was when i was in a very tough time like tougher time than usual and um i think when i placed mason in that situation i wasn't sure how it was going to end and it was very much like Mason's situation was very much me pouring myself into that. And when you brought that moment up of, you know, asking, I need to know what to do. I hadn't even decided. I hadn't known up until then. And then when I said, I'm still here, that was a good moment for me myself. So I think that was really cool where, like, you might not have noticed it, but it was like a little bit of support kind of thing, right? So... Well, it was an awesome moment because I didn't know what Arthur was going to do. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good Arthur. It was Arthur had never drawn his rapier. He still has never used it. And he pulled it out for the first time. He was getting ready to. And he was essentially going to kill Mason to save his life in a weird, you know, to stop Mm -hmm. him from being the zombie. And then when you were like, he says, I'm still here. It was like, oh, okay, well, now I have to rescue him somehow. And. Like, even I wasn't prepared for that. It was like, oh, fuck, I thought I was going to actually have to kill him. Yeah. And, like, try and get out of here and let everyone else know why I killed Mason. Yeah. I was waiting for a battle scene there, but then 
you you negotiated quite well and sacrificed another albeit minor npc but you sacrificed an npc in order to save arthur's friend yeah so arthur likes his friends he doesn't really <laughs> he cares about other people but at the same time he's kind of he ain't gonna jump off a boat to try and save an unimportant npc care never <laughs> Bjorn. never <laughs> maybe a princess well, i think it's it's, it's more of a like i think Ar i think arthur has a sense of duty mm. that like does it isn't necessarily just like a law that he's following in his head right like, yeah yeah like you were given a mission to save the princess or or keep her safe didn't say how. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, a, a little bit is that. A little bit of that is my own, uh, like, I guess, extreme thinking of a situation. Mm. Like, you know, when you know, when I when I'm put in a situation in my own life, I think, okay, well, this is a normal response, but what's a weird interpretation of it that might be better or beneficial yeah. more efficient that how can i kick you know? this fucking hornet's nest basically yeah what can i do to just completely flip this around and make it something awesome and then like with arthur thinking like arthur then applying that whole like win the mission do the mission get it done like that's when jumping off an airship comes to mind because it's mm -hmm. like okay well that eliminates the problem from the solution like there's there we go problem solved mm -hmm. yeah Arthur's knowing that you guys are gonna fight I know yeah. Bjorn could knock things over. Tim, when he's not invisible, could help. Vera's got the slimes and Tarvox and nuclear missile launcher. Like <laughs> Arthur can go missing during a combat, and they'll be fine. Yeah. So. I I look at Arthur like I, I mean... see Mister Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> like he just wanders into shit on purpose because he's got wholesome <laughs> intentions. And Arthur's got it's like you said, Josh. Arthur's got. Um, he tries to do the right thing, but he kind of picks and chooses what the right thing is at the moment for himself, yes, right? Yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah, it's variable. What um, about Ken? For Bizarre Bizarre. Yeah. Um, that was one of the times where I learned that all the prep I do when I actually try and prep a lot of things ahead of time is sometimes also what hamstrings me because I try to stick to it and i get stubborn on that oh, and i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah and i'm exactly. definitely starting to learn that and so it's like it's trying to find that balance of what do i prep to what what don't i prep and i think that it's prep less prep only what you need to maybe have a, a, a table of things for every little situation that could come up that you can pick from but it's also going through the experience of more D, &D more dming more story stuff more learning rules more learning abilities and so on and so forth that's the only thing that's really going to make me better at reacting to no prep yeah so that that was when i that i i call that um what did i call that session when everyone was smashing against the wall and just trying to get through the wall i called it something it was it was basically when when the tire went flat for a bit and we had to change tires, bring Vera in and get shit moving again, and um, that was that first learning point for me. And the second one was the Worst first and second to do sessions. That, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so the second and first and second sessions of even RMSS Catatonic, I started to fall in that as well because I planned this entire ship and all these things that were going on, 
and I kind of gave too much all at once that I didn't give enough of one specific thing for people to chase. And I need to be mindful of that without railroading. So that's yeah. that's what I appreciated about the Bizarre Bazaars. It really kind of got me into that headspace. But also the amount of RP that happened in that, especially at the end, Max, like when you and I were Darius and Arthur going back and forth and negotiating, I actually felt like I was negotiating that with was, you. It, it was, was really cool. I remember asking, I'm like, so Tim's near me, right? Because I was like waiting for something to go horribly wrong and for Tim to have yeah. to fire bolt over or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. I remember that one, we talked before one of the sessions and we were talking about how like the story's going and how we keep getting stuck places. And, and I was like, still session on the fly. And you were like, that's crazy. And I'm like, no, just have your main points and just go with it. And you were like, all right, yeah, okay, I can do that. And you did it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the greatest sessions we had. And I remember that it was, it was so much fun. Yeah. Like you were just going off the cuff on everything. Yeah. And I think um, I, I was doing that a little bit before, like with Melinda, the doll and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't, uh, it was still very much towards that initial plan that I had. And I agree with uh, Hobo here. He says, I'm really excited to continue seeing character growth, Arthur jumping ship, Tarvok seeming to shoot first in a few situations. Oh. Uh, yep. in RMSS, if he's remember, yes, you are remembering correctly. Um, Bjorn continued to be Panther more protective too. of the entire team. Yep, he did with the Panthers the Panther, as well. He right away, he's like, no, nuking um, it, and then yeah. Arthur played his flute. So. Yeah, <laughs> and then and Tim continuing to make an obscene amount of money and then spend it to shortcut story points, which I never actually really looked at it that way until now. Which you're right, like yeah. <laughs> To, well, that's the we don't need to talk about my inability to deal with puzzles, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just buy my way out of shit. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Josh mentioned like that we haven't had a chance to just like go buy things. So all the money we've been mm-hmm. making has been spent on like plot points and whatever. You I know, intend to rectify Who that has across. money? Not me. Yeah, it's me. Not no. money. You have which, shit yeah. to trade. <laughs> we we <I'm... laughs> don't have as much money as normal characters are level no we're pretty at all i think like nine pieces of gold mm-hmm. and i've had that since like the start the you had 10 at the episode. start but then you bought I tarvok a beer <laughs> i had 10 gold pieces and i bought a beer no, and now nine. i have not i have not, not had you're good for like nine more beers so there you go yeah. there we go so yeah. yes that is something that i intend to add to my list of growing as a dm like i said like i want to add those situations for you guys to be able to have that kind of interesting downtime of well i mean you guys just found a ship full of artifacts spoiler alert um what are you guys going to find in there right yeah vera is fucking sitting in the middle of like just fucking sorting shit through ton it. of things yeah <laughs> It's yeah, and I intend for that to be rewarding for all of you guys. I'm gonna try and come up with some things. And Josh, you feel free to, like I said before, you feel free to send me a list of things that I can oh, pull yeah, from too. Sure. And and next time we're in there, I intend to address that because you guys, I I want to reward you guys. I mean, Bjorn, you reward yourself with whatever you find, anyways. But... <laughs> so about that saber of light, me, no, I know. <laughs> I'm just thinking you know, more of when you guys were with Alistair and you're like, I'm taking that, I'm taking that. 
You and... need uh, Ruth. You need to put together a list of all the stuff Bjorn actually has, so you can use it. Because I love to sit down and think of some fun things that we can do with that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, guys, I'll totally have Arthur think of something like, "Oh wait, Bjorn, do this," you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Well, and... I have the replicating pole that's just on my backpack yeah. all the time, which has come in useful a couple of times. Right? Poles are yeah. fucking useful, man. Especially yeah, when they're like hard metal. The I still have when they replicate. Yeah, mm -hmm. I still haven't even bothered using the hat I got from Alistair because I'm never close enough to anything. To oh yeah, use it. <laughs> the weird gloopy hat thing. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although yeah. my favorite item in the whole game is Bjorn in his clicky hat. Mm. Oh yeah. Forget he has it that on. That is a until, like, you're like, it's really dark, and Ruthie just goes click click. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, he's still wearing the hat. Yep. The only human. Don't worry, I have a hat. <laughs> I did yeah. not pay Wait, for that hat. I forget, like, what? So is it, like, like it, a like It's a like a miner's hat. Stone or something? It's, like, no, a, it's yeah, like a miner's yeah, right. hat, yeah. I figure yeah. at some point it's probably going to run out of oil or fuel or whatever it uses. It's, yeah, it's like a candle or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it, and... like, clicks on and off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, the so string like, strikes the flint. I don't think it can you know? really And then you have that. to blow it out. It's like a Zippo <laughs> on a chain kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you blow it out, you just kind of casually... It out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Run too fast and you can't see anyone. Up. Yeah. He's probably just like. <laughs> go out, go out, go out, go out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question: Am I going to homebrew a wrist mount for Bjorn's clipboard so <laughs> he can still swing his hammer? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> it I mean, needs that... to be on like um one of those like um. Like you put your badge on at work, and you pull it out, you let it go, and it zip ties back. Oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can just like pull the clipboard off his hip, right out, and let it go, and it just goes back. Just to this his massive hip. dangling clipboard by your hip. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That, yeah. yeah. He he's kept the manifest clipboard. So at at this <laughs> point, then Ruthie, you take a, a little bit of time with another draw a draw stream. Go ahead and draw Bjorn with all his gear. <laughs> Everything piled out in front bag. of him. The pole sticking yeah. out of it, the clipboard on its side. Bjorn in his room back at the maintenance department with shit everywhere. Just kicking He's back. Got a cue ball, a typewriter, yeah, a the tooth, a uh, replicating pole, the two bottles of sleeper sheep, mm -hmm. um, the, chicken, the rug. What you should do is draw up a design for that tooth so it, we can get those thigh tattoos whenever we do our visit. <laughs> You're like, oh god, no. <laughs> the dog of holding has to be bulging. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a bag of holding? Can it store like an infinite amount of stuff? Yeah, but yeah. Bjorn's testing that. <laughs> infinite limits are designed to be pushed. <laughs> Wait, what would happen if you emptied your jar of sheep into the bag of holding? All the sheep would die because bag of holding can't hold living objects because it has no uh, atmosphere. Yeah, oh. they could exist in there for a very short period of time. Interesting. <laughs> also, that... there's only one way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> That's that a lot of sheep meat, though. Definitely oh. thought about that. I, I think mutton. that was Max's very sophisticated saying of, you won't. <laughs> do it you won't I, I almost got um rope trick as a as a spell which is one of my favorite spells it is 
it's kind of stupid. Does anybody know? Has anybody? I'm imagining it's like when they do that, and the rope just kind of goes up, and you can. Uh, I'm imagining a Boy Scout spell, but more of a spell, of course. Okay, yeah. So it's not that. It's It's like when you have the circle of rope, and you're look, it's complete again. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) Sorry. No, it's like it's basically like you cast it on uh, like a, a 50 foot rope, and then the rope like jumps up to its full length into the air, and then at the top of the rope, there's like a, a hole to an extra dimensional space that's like it's like 10 by 20 okay. cube or something like and that. And you could just fucking and, hide in there? And like, yeah, you can <laughs> go up the rope get in it for an hour and like you can like shoot out of it and stuff but like once the time is up everything that was in it falls out of it oh, damn. <laughs> just rename that rename that spell sniper nest yeah no yeah it is that's, it, that's kind of like what it's like and that so like really oh take notes you i'm can, taking um, notes <laughs> so you can put it like the, the problem is it is always 50 feet up in the air so oh, you have okay. to like climb the rope in order. So if you don't, if you, cut, if you don't have enough you rope, rope, then you can't get in there, basically, right? Well, it's just no, no, no. The rope is part of the spell. Oh, okay, like, I see. Don't have it the it rope, creates it a rope. Work. But what if I wanted to create a a ten foot rope? What if I cut ten feet off and use that ten feet to cast rope tricks? Some people have argued that that would be good. Okay. Yeah, but it was outlined as being a 50 yeah. foot rope like yeah it is what it is yeah it just uh, is a you don't cut it like oh, it doesn't okay. work if you, if you cut it kind of thing i guess uh, okay I, 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 I like tiny hut that's my favorite spell oh yeah <laughs> i love tiny oh, hut tiny good. hut is pretty great my all-time favorite so um, i'm so happy i finally got to get that just to uh just as a Spoiler. side note mc says uh bag of holding living things can survive in it for 10 minutes apparently mm-hmm. 10 whole minutes yeah, so, explode, so if we ever but, need to hide for ten minutes, but that also that his statement beforehand would be relevant as well. Then, but that's the thing. Maybe there's going to be a situation where you guys need to hide, and Bjorn's like going to infiltrate somewhere, and just is like, I just have my bag. Don't worry about me. Uh, and you guys are all inside. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! You have a limit. Yeah, yeah oh, they, yeah. Have, they have a five hundred. There's different size bags usually. of holding or whatever. Yeah. yeah well, then you can easily store a tar box. It's okay. Yeah, I I'll just stick my head out every now and then. Are we there yet? Pops his head out to breathe. He's like, "Are we there yet?" <laughs> I think actually, I'm gonna look it up right now. I found a beer a, in here. There's a stipulation on bag of holding that's like you can't like it doesn't it doesn't like suck things into it like it doesn't like make them small. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like whatever you're putting into the bag of holding has to fit in the opening. Right. So, so like box shaped a backpack. person <laughs> usually isn't There's as no big as they That's fair. That's fair. Interesting. Well. All right. Yeah. The the uh, <laughs> the wheels the have come off of space, it. The interior space of a bag of holding is roughly two feet in diameter oh, okay. at the mouth and four feet deep. So you can't put oh, okay. a five foot pole right into a bag of holding that makes sense because it won't like fit yes i mean you know oh, we okay. could be 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could just have Tim cast tiny spell on everyone, and we just hit everyone in the bang, and then I toss you out when I it need to. It only lasts for like a minute, though. It's okay. Ruth, Bjorn, Ruth, come you on. You can't play D and D like Pokemon. But why not? <laughs> I choose Tarvok. That's that is what a Melindrock is. It's a Pokemon. Melindrock. I choose you. Oh god. <laughs> and then he's invisible, so she, he doesn't even know that he threw him out there. And yeah. It's all confusing. And... Just looking in the bag. Huh? All right. So <laughs> never, uh, never cut a bag of holding. Oh god. Does it just explode? It, it doesn't explode. In... <laughs> oh. It does. New yeah. plot device. All oh, right. Wow. Wait, what? All Don't right. Don't worry. I'm just carrying a bomb with me. Well, you I mean, actually, you are. Can't copy that. You're... You're pretty much like dead if you cut a bag of holding and get sucked through it because you go to the astral plane if you oh, don't have geez. a way back. Like, well, Kira? I guess we're having a side <laughs> quest to the astral plane. Yeah, where's Bjorn? Yeah, that's like Wait, that's like please. a great that's like a great like level fifteen thing to do. Yeah, is go plane hopping. So what I'm hearing is that Bjorn brought a bomb onto the catatonic. Two bombs. I mean, didn't we? <laughs> Bag of holding and a real bomb. Yep. We're the best. Double bomb. So I guess on the topic of uh, the RMSS catatonic, that's where we're what we're, we're going to talk about. Yeah, next we could there. go there next. I mean, we did have that quick little interlude where you guys all did little errands for uh, Bevington in between the missions there. Yeah, um, let's talk about Ileana a whole bunch. <laughs> Hello, you sad? <laughs> you sad, bro? Spoilers! 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 Wait, can we make Ken scream into a shirt again? No. That was pretty great. <laughs> Very unfortunate that you decided to do that yeah. for yourself. <laughs> but... I, what, my, my question is, why did you think you could get away with that and not have me and Max like... Is that a bird? Is, is he screaming in a shirt right now? <laughs> like what I'm gonna here's what we're gonna do. I like this character Ken's playing and he's screaming into a shirt, so Yeah. I guess I had the thought of <laughs> these guys are my friends, they won't do that to me. <laughs> oh, thank you. Damn it. You 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 you're not understanding the kind of friends we are. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You give us something fun and we'll run with that shit. That's fair. Like dead sprint, no, we're taking that shit and we're hopping in the NASCAR. Yeah, it was uh, that. I think that that interaction though went well. It was hilarious to watch. Yeah, I had fun with it still, even if my throat did hurt for like a week afterwards. <laughs> Once Alex and I realized that each other were both in on the joke, it became even better. That, it was more. It was like it a was realization the we fact both that had. we were it was both like, oh like, yeah, he gets it. <laughs> we're like looking at each other. We're like, keep going. The internet just kind of like. <laughs> Yeah. One more time. Where did it come from? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Is that actually what we heard? That no, was the moment. A... What is that? We should eat this bird. That was the moment when <laughs> Arthur and Tim became best buds without realizing it. <laughs> what, about, awesome uh, what about what uh, about Tarvok and Bjorn? What happened in that situation again? You guys have they anything? Screamed at some doors that they were racist and they stopped. <laughs> oh, the uh, yeah. No, you great. call them um, social justice warriors, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, like that scene. <laughs> yeah. 
now. So bad. It was good. So bad. I gotta tell you though, I I do like I do like playing drunk Tarvok. Drunk Tarvok is a lot of fun for me. So. Mm-hmm. That's and, always good times. And in chat is another very good point. The most important part of the second interlude, meeting the rap god, <laughs> MC Hova. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. Oh, dude. Also, didn't so, Tarvok stop drinking at that point? He did. did you uh, had to stop <laughs> drinking for a bit, didn't you? I did. Bjorn, Bjorn made him drink again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I told him because it was part of business. Okay. That's right. Because so Mason, I think, set Tarvok back a little bit there. Yeah, he was drinking water and trying to be healthy and stuff. Yeah, it was awkward. That's how Tarvok <laughs> like self-destructs. <laughs> like, man, he was off the bandwagon for a bit. Nature is to be healthy. Yeah, that's Tarvok actually life. taken right from me. <laughs> It's true, actually. I try and tell him all the time. I eat like a salad every day. (laughs) Every now I'm sad. I eat eat a bowl of spinach when I'm sad. You don't bacon. (laughs) Just get so upset. (laughs) Watching Bjorn boss people around is just one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah. It is heartwarming. He just tells people, no, you will do this. And they're always like, okay. Yeah, where does that come from in Bjorn, do you think? Like, that, that I guess, uh, that militaristic-style driving force on everyone else, the drill sergeant-style Bjorn. Like, do you know where that might come from in this character? I do. Yeah, cool. Ah, fuck. But I do. Okay. <laughs> That's part of, so- his, part of his story that hasn't gotten too, yeah. too out. Yeah. I think I could guess at it. But. We really do need to start kind of delving into our backstories a little bit. Yes. Cause I feel like it was so hard this last arc. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I know. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying He's talking session like zeros. Yeah, just to give everyone uh, a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Because it's kind of fun being so, I don't know, not knowing, I guess. It's like, like a normal person. You don't know everyone's backstory right no, when you learn them, but it, it will come true. up yeah. in the most unexpected yeah. ways, and it'll be very satisfying when it comes oh, up. Oh, yeah. I think the best thing is when, like, you are just in a random place, you think, and then suddenly, like, backstory comes out of nowhere, and you're yep. like, oh, that, what? What do you mean Tarvok has a wife or something? You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tarbuck has a drinking problem. <laughs> Came out of nowhere. No one saw that. No guy. one saw it coming. I don't have a drinking problem. I drink, I get drunk, I fall down. There's no problem. <laughs> yeah. Gets right back up again. That's With Bjorn, true. though, it, it's hard to tell if uh, he enjoys like telling people the things they need to do, or if it's more of just like a reaction from for some reason. Because mm-hmm. like he knows I'm... he's. He, Right, so he knows he overpowers everybody. I'm ninety so, percent like, certain Bjorn is on the spectrum. Ninety percent certain, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a dig on anybody. That's just oh, yeah. just from the right? behavior. Yeah, yeah, hitting the head real hard one day, and he's been off ever since. Right, could be. We'll find out. Or I can't wait for you guys to find out the backstories <laughs> that some of you guys have given me. It's going to be really cool to see the reactions, even from the party, because none of you guys really know each other's backstories either. And um, MC has another uh, question here in the chat. It says, 
Are you going to lightly plan arcs for everyone similar to the deserts of Arthur? That honestly, that wasn't planned for Arthur's benefit. That was actually, it just worked that it was close to where he was from. Um, but what we have been talking about doing are these session zeros with every character. And now what we're kind of, I guess, not doing is deciding on who goes first for one um <laughs> i'm trying to decide if we want to do them behind the scenes yeah you could go first too uh, and we could do like behind the scenes uh recordings of it and then release them when bits get i guess launched in the main story or do we want to just do them live and then have it come up in the story afterwards so that's kind or of or that or like maybe have the session zero play as an introduction instead of the music mm, that's not a bad yeah, that's idea. logistics we might want to talk about later but i i not it was just sharing. a thought I'm... yeah i like i like the idea of recording them ahead of time and then playing them at rent before random episodes that would actually be brilliant the episode and then yeah, and then when we come closing. back in we have everyone's reactions too right of of what's happened in it and we can talk about it oh like we watch it together yeah like well i mean uh, we we do a session and maybe the session zero is only like half hour 45 minutes long and then we play that for everybody and then yeah we could all watch we it start our session with that character or end yeah, our session i mean that's new that'd to be me. cool i'd be i'd be like the watch one like i like watch veras yeah. with all of you guys and only you know yeah. josh like what's coming and we're all just like oh shit you know like it'd just be like a cool reaction thing yeah that's why she makes slides and then and then everyone knows <laughs> but they don't know <laughs> right i mean it could be that we'd wait until uh something gets revealed of a backstory but like a big reveal and then we like stop yeah. the episode or during an uh or have a just a really mm -hmm. long break of the session zero that refers to this yeah i know that exactly i i think that would work well with bjorn's backstory too right depending on mm -hmm. where things i said i think that would work really well with bjorn's backstory depending on where things are brought up right yeah mm -hmm. that's brilliant. i've been letting little things slip with arthur and his backstory about the clothing we're not talking about your farts dude some of his <laughs> some of his personality traits and his needs for like acting a certain way i guess you could say mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like a little hint maybe yeah uh the slime answer thing was 100 percent. just to answer that yeah the slime answer thing was 100 percent. josh he's like i'm gonna be a slime answer i was like what what yeah okay <laughs> sounds good oh, yo yeah. arthur had one of her slimes to start yeah mm -hmm. oh my god that was I the fucking it. best <laughs> i stole it i'm like i'll steal this fucking slime yeah thinking like, it was alistair's thing. too yeah i had no idea it was Vera's. The, yeah the fucking episode that that happened i was like well, <laughs> <laughs> well arthur has a slime so yeah, yeah i remember that. Yeah. Like, let me feed this thing and then i get like to Vera and I'm like, oh, the slime's gone. <laughs> Maybe Vera That's can uh, Vera <laughs> can teach him something that. about slime mancy eventually yeah. or something. Yeah, well, so like the the thing with like her kind of being like, you know, uh, these are friends. You can, you know, like touch the slimes. 
Like, mm -hmm. uh, that's, you know, that was sort of just like a, eh, it, it would be fun if everyone could, can, you know, kind of like handle them and, and whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, like her, her and Alistair have, you know, like Alistair isn't a slime mancer, but he is definitely watched over Vera probably as she has done research. And she only had, you know, she only had the two. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it was like sort of like one for cantrips and then one for like first level spells. Yeah. Like that was sort of the idea. And so, and then when I got the second level spells, getting the third one, it just kind of fits, uh, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, and it's like, and I'm also picking my spells really specifically. Yeah, based like, off of what the characteristics of yeah. said slime is too. Yeah. <laughs> Beer never Spider Man's with the slimes. Yup, I can see I it mean, happening maybe sticky i can hand. I, I can i can get like stretchy stretchy sticky hand spells. giant one yeah <laughs> yeah i wish that mage hand could pick up more than like 20 it's like 20 10 pounds. pounds or something i think it's 10, oh, pounds. Yeah, 10 pounds i think it's i think yeah, it's, it's like really is it 20 it, oh i think so it might be 10 i i'm thinking it might be 10 now. it's between but 10 to 20 really 25 lightweight. so all right yeah. <laughs> but whatever it's not that much no and so like you like can't really do a whole lot with it mm -hmm. oh there you go it's 10 yeah so uh, on, on completely unrelated well related but unrelated um there was a campaign we ran ages ago oh uh, god ken was the dm and uh my significant other is playing uh an intimidation rogue but she took um arcane trickster so she has mage hand okay yeah, yeah. uh Ken had us fight a troll, and it was ogre. in close quarter. An ogre? Was it an ogre? I thought it was a troll. Uh, no, it was a troll. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. And um, Mage Hand was used um, provocatively <laughs> to distract said troll. Uh, oh my! <laughs> you ever see a, a troll's O face? It's not nice. <laughs> it was bad. It was it was it hilarious was... in the moment. Oh but, yeah, uh, no, it's it was... one way to use that spell. Yeah. 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 10 pounds no it was stranger <laughs> danger it was yeah. a catatonic it was pretty funny i'm not gonna lie <laughs> to be fair in our earlier question about waffle stomp or toss mage hand would come in very handy oh my in that gosh situation. i i you left i still couldn't breathe <laughs> <laughs> anyhow well, let's move on to the next thing so we got the interlude actually no i didn't ask josh what about the uh in the interlude for you and uh iliana i know you're pissed about I mean, spoiler fun. alert that wow, she's not uh really that pissed, yeah i know but... <laughs> But it was, I, mean, I just thought it was an interesting choice that, like, you know, literally one session she's, Helping you know, out. trying to be my friend. And then, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I don't know. It was like, it was, it was kind of good. I have, it's weird to, like, have the party split up. And I think it's hard for, like, players mm -hmm. but it, it wasn't it, you know it wasn't bad it was just like uh we have an uneven number of players so like somebody has to yeah uh you know go alone and yeah um you know but like i was the, i think i was the only one who 
who fought stuff uh, during that. Yeah, I think and so. There You're was the only one who had combat. Yeah, yeah. There was opportunity and... for Bjorn and Tarvok as well to be in a bar brawl, but they prevented that with the racist. Right. The yeah. Putting the racist in the in place by being anti-racist. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. And that was good. But like it, like you know, it was sort of just like a ah, not fucking having it today. You mm-hmm. know, like she was, she was on her way to do something really important, having stayed up the night before. Yeah. Reading and then you know, so it was just this like somebody about to die <laughs> you know and and that, i guess that's just what happened you know and then they were like just like stupid bandits or whatever but yeah meeting you know meeting z and mm-hmm. that was yeah it was it was very like calm yeah. for the most part uh i think mine was just like you know an errand it was like the most errand true oh. yeah I remember what you're talking about now. That was when Vera actually went. I forgot. I'm like, what is? I'm like, that was when Vera was like full on combat mode and just destroyed a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unwittingly right. didn't. Karma, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she didn't hold back at all. She was like, I'm alone. I'm not dying today. And she just killed all those bandits. No, she was with Ileana, but she didn't yeah, give Ileana. Uh, yeah. Ileana. But... yeah. She pulled out like offensive spells galore. Yeah, it was great. Everybody. Yeah, all two of them. It was a good combination, <laughs> yeah, but though. You never use them, so seeing her use those, it was yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad true. day. Yeah, it was like not a good day, but yeah, yeah. for them especially. And, yeah. So then, yeah. <laughs> MC just mentioned uh, told told the dead. I told the dead. Yes. Called. That and is. Then, that, and you're like tornado one i was picking that spell i really wanted to like whisper like a you know like a bong sound to <laughs> one of to one of the slimes and then have them go bong that'd be pretty cool <laughs> just turns into a little bell oh shit yeah. the toll of the dead so, yeah that's what i was metal toll starts playing hilarious sweet all I right love it. so that interlude aside now jumping into the most recent one my personal love hate relationship with the rmss catatonic and again for those of you who haven't caught up in all the episodes yet spoiler alert if you're okay with it we're gonna be talking about everything from start to finish if you're not okay with it plug your ears at certain points um i'll start by saying that I bit off a lot more than I expected with this false Hydra and with this terror plot at the same time in a very confined space. Um, And it was also another one of the sessions that reminded me of be careful when your planning starts to make you stubborn. So that is, I guess, my point of it. However, I do feel like it's still, I don't know about saved, the blunders that i had made but we were able to spin it into a good way at the end with what the characters decided to do especially arthur jumping off the fucking boat so we'll start with arthur how'd you like it oh i never start okay um (laughs) so with arthur well okay so with me i got 
just unbelievably, I guess, not confused, but like just tired of trying to figure out what was actually going on on the ship. Um, it, it was, there was a lot, you know, like the, you would say, okay, yeah, all of this happened, but you remember none of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I guess then I react in no way to that, right? So there was a lot of like that kind of like frustration as a player. <laughs> um, but with Arthur, I mean, like Mimosa guy was a blast to have him follow. I like he's this guy's following me around. So they brought Mimosa guy everywhere with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Arthur had fun kind of investigating the tanks in the at one point. He was more just kind of like, this is a vacation. And then, mm-hmm. like, he'd see Bjorn yelling at a guard, and Arthur would be like, right, we're on a mission. And he'd kind of, like, start following around people to kind of, like, try to be serious again. And then he got drunk on accident. You know, so for Arthur, it was more of just a, let's make this a vacation. And then he kept getting reminded that there's something actually going wrong. Mm. And uh, that's why throughout the whole trip, he's sitting there with his mimosa, and he's like, you know, if we just all leave the ship, there's no problem. Like, let's all just leave. Let's just let the ship crash. Who cares? Like, if we all leave, no one could die. You know, like, that's it. We win. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was a it was a really cool idea for a story. Um, it's a lot of work to describe a three-tiered airship. I mean, yeah. the top deck, the middle deck, the bottom deck, the cargo, the rooms. Like, there's a lot of places we could have gone that would have just dragged out the, uh, the episodes mm-hmm. but um i think in the in the end like the beginning and the end were probably the best parts i thought the middle area was like that whole let's try to figure things out kind of thing and then we jumped forward real quickly to the discovery and and we had some really cool moments um yeah. like tim meeting his underground contact bjorn with the clipboard and bossing around the the guards of the ship and so i, I thought it was uh it was a lot of fun I really liked how Arthur, spoiler alert, became a pirate king for a minute. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments, other than jumping off the airship. Yeah. So I had a blast. I had a blast at that. I don't even know. You're like, this is other group on the other side of the island. And I'm like, I have no reason to go there. But I'm going to go there. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> Why not? Because fuck it. Let's go see what they're doing. And I left the princess at the doors. Well, you came up with a reason. Like, it was to see if there were any idea. other ships or something, too, right? Yeah, but realistically i arthur probably should have stayed with the princess to keep her safe true but, and and on that note I mean, what um, were these? there's a question yeah. for you max is it kind of all oh. your thought process and arthur's of danger is on the ship get off the ship yeah that plays into arthur's like personality type mm-hmm. of um he sees the solution and the best course of action is the easiest result the easiest resolution what is the simplest way to fix the problem so we're stuck floating on an airship. There are lifeboats. The airship's dangerous. Leave the airship. Yeah. You know, that's how he kind of always operates. Mace, it, it goes back to Mason. You know, Mason, we thought we'd find him alive and healthy. We didn't. What's the best way to save Mason? Leave him as a zombie or kill him? And then yeah. when Mason said he's still there, it was, I have to save Mason. We can save him now. It, but his first instinct, that Arthur's first instinct was, is to kill Mason for Mason, so Mason doesn't have to live like this. Right. So Arthur's mindset is always, what is the quickest solution? It's also why Arthur always wants to be the first one into a room, but he never is because Bjorn charges ahead. Because mm-hmm. he wants to just get into the situation, <laughs> figure out what it is, and find a solution to it. He doesn't think otherwise. 
just kind of how he is. You know, hey, look, a pirate group. Become their captain. Mm -hmm. Problem solved. So, Next one uh, is, did the possibility of making Arthur pass a constitution check to not pass out while falling cross your mind? No. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I, I not was... That. I was more into the aspect of, hey, let's make this a cool skydiving moment. Fuck it. He's fine. <laughs> so. And I could have casted Featherfall a lot sooner. Yeah. And not have to make that check. But, yeah. you know, the whole idea of it was the princess started, I remember the princess started laughing. She actually was having fun, which mm -hmm. made Arthur more excited to be doing it because this little girl is now having a blast with this insane idea he had. Mm -hmm. so arthur's was terrified gets a little more at ease and has a little more fun with it falls a little bit longer and then does feather fall yeah he glides to safety which yeah. I, god i did not think you were gonna do that i thought for sure i was gonna land in the ocean <laughs> i had no yeah. idea i threw you a bit of a bone there i mean yeah, i kind of the way like, i saw it was when you were falling you kind of like a skydiver directs their fall you were making your way towards the island first kind of thing is kind of how i i had interpreted yeah. that so I just kind of, for the sake of moving it along, too, I didn't want everybody stuck out in the ocean kind of thing because, you know, it, it's kind of like a, a a limbo situation in my head, I guess, if everyone's just sitting there floating, right? Mm -hmm. Until you're right. not. So. Tarvok, RMSS Catatonic, and your ridiculous amount of damage that you did. Oh, it's true. I love it. And, That's... and, uh, and other thoughts, of course. Of course. Well, I mean, the reason that I went Ranger this time is because typically whenever we play anything i'm more of a support class mm -hmm. this time i wanted to be supportive in a way that you know, <laughs> i could keep people safe basically mm -hmm. um in regards to the, the the current arc i loved it i mean i i know that there are moments where i mean especially people are watching i look bored i'm not i'm paying attention but i'm trying to stay quiet <laughs> that's really all there is to it because again, I'm a loud mouth. Um, <laughs> moments that really stick out for me. He's waiting for someone to be like, "No, Paul, no." No, no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a loud mouth. It's cool. I get it. Um, That's why moments he's here. that, yeah, exactly. Um, I really enjoyed um, being in the uh, the sphere of silence with Arthur, uh, mm -hmm. noticing the first appendage of the false hydra. That was yeah. a lot of fun for us. Um, I love that one. I enjoyed Sam, just like everybody else. Uh, the moment you brought Sam out, I knew where he came from, so I was <laughs> chuckling on the inside. Yeah, Sam is inspired um, by a real-life character. He, he is. Character um, and a real-life person? Yes, sorry, real-life. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> real he was a character. Was no, a no, character is appropriate. <laughs> He's yeah. a character in your own in your own story. Yeah, I don't I, know I if really... I did mention it in stream or not, but Sam is based off of when I went to Mexico with some friends. We were at a resort, and we got super hammered the first night we were there. And then when we went for breakfast the next morning, uh, a, a guy named Eduardo was his name. He was our server. He would show up, and he would go, Eduardo? And then he poured us all mimosas. And one of our guys was like, nah, can I get a coffee, please? And he just went, mimosa. And he poured it for him. <laughs> And he kept coming back with drinks, and then he came back to the table once and was like, tequila? And he had a tray of shots for everyone. And it just, Eduardo was a peach, and we saw him a few more times. Anyhow, that's what he was based off of. So go ahead, Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I really enjoy the way all of our characters kind of uh, handled everything throughout this arc. 
Um, it did show a little bit more diversity than what we had been doing, which was always fun. Mm. Um, but our characters, like, core, uh, I'm, I'm going to say flaws, but they're not flaws. Um, core beliefs, how about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, really do shine through, even though we switch kind of how things are going along. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I just had fun. But, I mean, that's I always have fun. I'm, I'm really bad to give you, like, to discuss this kind of thing. Because no matter what we do, I'm having a time. So, yeah. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, right? No, I know. Oh, question for Tarvok before we oh. move on to the next person. Do you feel like you were a little more shoot first, ask later, vicious-ish in RMSS? Or is the kill the obvious baddie in front of me very much Tarvok's character? So, I I feel I was a little bit more aggressive in this character arc, or Tarvok was. Um solely based on the fact that even though we had no idea what was going on everyone had that weird feeling in the pit of their stomach that there's something obviously wrong Mm. and that that translates to well i need to protect my family Mm. and for tarvok his family is right now it's, it's it's his adventuring party these are people that he's obviously willing to die for Mm-hmm. So he's going to protect them as, at all costs. So he was a little bit more aggressive. Topple that with a terrorist plot and then awkward aberrations from beyond the plane. I mean, screw that. Yeah. And uh, for, for, his, for his character, Tarbok's typically fairly patient. I mean, he has to be. He's a hunter. This is what he does. Um. But going back into his backstory, which we, we won't, he knows when a job needs to be finished, it will get done then and there. So, mm. yeah. All right, Josh, you're up next. What you got? You were oh, pointing to yourself, it looked like. <laughs> oh, I thought I was pointing down. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I guess I guess on the screen over here. It's <laughs> yeah, I don't know if our screens are in the same order or not. Uh, yeah, if you want to go next, go ahead. Uh, uh, sure, yeah. Um... Yeah, I I will say as someone who has played a lot of D&D this the false hydra was very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> like like probably uh, and 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 I I guess as someone also who likes to try and stay in character it was really frustrating Mm. because there was clearly things that like i kind of extrapolated because it's a game and you know and like because of maybe things that i thought of like five minutes later but then they didn't come up or something Mm and yeah and and so it was um it was very much like vera is a a, a finder of things information i guess like like that's like literally how i built her like all all this i took like all the ritual spells you can take i you know like identify and detect magic and uh, you know, at some point, I'll probably take 
detect invisibility, even though it's like a stupid spell. Just so you can at least fucking see where Tim is at all the time. Yeah, that <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, Arthur yeah, always like... knows where Tim is. He's always just yeah, yeah. He's just right here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Question for anyway. you here, Josh. Does Vera know oh, yeah. now that Ileana uh, is dead, and do you think that it's going to affect her long term? If so, do you think Vera learned a lot in more practical sense versus scholarly sense? Ooh, I like the second. This is a pretty that. fucking good question. I guess. Yeah. Um. This is how MC operates, apparently. Dude thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, like, I don't know if Ileana was like actually that much of an influence. Like, they were definitely coworkers, but I had never. But, but like, she came in with the group. Yeah. And so, like, it was nice. I would say it was nice for Vera to have like a female uh lead mm -hmm. person rather than like you know being surrounded by a bunch of males who are you know not uh, like she's not very intellectuals per se yeah. yeah 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 she's very intelligent she mostly just reads books mm -hmm. uh until like the, the middle of the bizarre bazaar <laughs> when she was sent out because she was like the only one around yeah she was alistair's had... pawn at that time basically yeah to like help she, out. she just i would i would say she was kind of like an intern right um and you know i like the reason she's there which i did talk about a little bit in when I was talking to Ileana mm -hmm. and during the the errand interlude thing, you know, she like found her way into the uh, maintenance department on accident, mm -hmm. and then just sort of stayed there because yeah, she hid in some cargo or something, right? Yes, and then just got in because she wanted to find <laughs> somewhere where she and could. That was all that I really said. Learn more, yeah. <laughs> but I have a backstory. Yeah, that, yeah. So it's like she was like looking for magic items and stuff, and then she just happened to end up at the maintenance department. Um, and so uh, yeah, in the second part of the question, then. Yeah, yeah. So well, so like I don't know if that's gonna affect her very long term. You know, it's like it's it really sucks, but she's kind of a more practical mm. kind of person, and like she is help like maybe she's not even that great of a friend with mason but like she knows that she has tools that will help mm. and so that is why like it like it's kind of a duty thing but kind of just like a you know i might as well do this because i can and i enjoy doing it so that's fair um but yeah, definitely she is getting out of her shell in a like practical versus scholarly sense. Like she has read a lot about, you know, magic and and 
its uses and you know and like using the slimes in actual combat and and all that jazz is like very different than what she has ever done in the past or ever had to do for that matter mm-hmm. and so like yeah but but then again she's like she's so she's quiet you know like i i wanted her to be kind of a uh, a quieter character and she will like talk to her you know team but like is not probably going to be the one to you know like bjorn is more of an introvert yeah having a great time talking to the captain and all this jazz and i'm like there's like if something comes up that i can be useful i will be right here yeah and that's that's mostly it rafai what would you like to say about rmss catatonic So many things. <laughs> I like that I didn't kill him. That you didn't kill who? That I didn't kill Bjorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Because you jumped off of... Jumped off airship. of the ship, and then I jumped off of, it, of, off of the thing. Yeah, that was a choice. <laughs> to that put it lightly. That sure was a time. Remember that time, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, that was a time. I think with Bjorn on this one, it really offered a lot of chance to properly channel that take charge attitude that he has. Because you were actually given some authority by the captain, too, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, I've been pretending to be an authority. <laughs> and now I actually yeah. am an authority. I'm going to take this clipboard for real now. And yeah. Even though he really doesn't need a clipboard. No, just the booming voice. Um, a presence. And yeah, you see... jumping off the side of the ship to fight the false Hydra. That was a moment because, like, when she had Bjorn jump off, I was like, "Oh, that's a really good idea." But <laughs> like, he's, just, he's just gonna fall and die. Like, there's nothing that he could do to stop this. Like, Tim's hiding invisibly over there. Arthur's like next to Tim. He would have to run to the railing to try and like cast Featherfall on yeah. Bjorn before he falls and dies. He gets yeah, out like, of range. Yeah, that was that was a moment right let's there. Let's be real, Rufy, if if you failed that role, you would have died. Bjorn would have been toast. I know. <laughs> like um, no doubt. Bjorn has a very, very heightened sense of no self preservation mm-hmm. when it comes to being able to save someone. If he can save someone, he'd rather die trying than fail. Sounds like a so 50 Cent a... album or movie, but yeah. Save someone <laughs> oh, or die trying. Crazy oh, here moment. we go. Yeah. There's a wall right. of text for Rusey. Here's, here's another question then. Uh, would Bjorn feel like he failed because of Arthur Bailing's ship with the princess? And obviously a lot will be revealed with backstory. But do you feel like Bjorn is very take charge now because he was in his past or because he wasn't in his past? Does he have something to prove, which is why he's this headstrong, and with the leaping, is any of that rooted in proving himself? Um, Bjorn definitely trusts Arthur. Um, he trusts everybody in the, um, in the, like, in the party. So when they do something wacky, he just trusts that they know that they're doing because he expects them to trust to know what he's doing. 
and so far no one has no one has like challenged him hey like straight up been like you shouldn't do that this is stupid and so he's never done that with someone else so when he saw arthur bail like jump out of the ship he was like well i'm sure he has it i have other problems i will take care of these ones so arthur took care of a problem so um Yorin is very take charge because because of his past. Um, he's very into Thor and Thor's strength and all that. And I know his like his whole bromance with Thor isn't exactly something in the forefront, but it is something that is very integral to him as a character. Um, he has nothing to prove. I just think he's a little distracted or thick sometimes reckless yeah because he has no self-preservation so he's like i don't care if i get hurt i'll just do this anyway and and Um, arthur said to jump off the boat to uh fight the hydra i think it was more to jump off the boat to save random useless it was Yeah, um, I remember it saying that in the game, like, oh wow, Bjorn just jumped off the ship to save MPC2. <laughs> yeah, it really, it yeah. Like, it wasn't even really an important character, but he still did it, you know? And yeah, so it wasn't, the leaping definitely wasn't to prove himself. The leaping was, there is someone I can save if I take this chance. And so he took it, and he won. And if he didn't. <laughs> If he didn't, he probably would have been more upset with himself by not succeeding. Yeah, that fall would have been just... one minute. Yeah, it would have just (laughs) been Bjorn kicking himself on the way down. Well, it's more of like, he trusts that he could make the leap. Hmm. But he didn't... There was no guarantee he would have caught the lady Hmm. at all. Because she was already falling. She was almost falling by the time he decided to jump. If I remember right, the Hydra was starting to open up its mouth and she was, was. slipping. So yeah. he was like, I need to do this or she dies. So she did. And You uh, don't think Bjorn has any, like, like two of us can cast Featherfall. And Bjorn knows that two of us, one in particular, Tim's a magic user for sure. So you don't think Bjorn has in the back of his head, like, yeah, no self-preservation. But if I do fuck up, I one of them team. could possibly leap over after me and help. Or does he not even, does that not cross his mind at all? That doesn't cross his mind. It's not that he doesn't think that other people won't help him if he does fuck up. It's he doesn't think he's going to fuck up. Ah. Ah. So then that, I'm going to add on to Max's question. Because MC's comment of Papa Thor will save me. Do you think that Bjorn believes that there's some sort of divine protection that he has? And that maybe it might help him in some of these situations? No. So it wasn't think a leap that of Thor faith. Thor will actually save him. He's just really, really into Thor. Okay. Cool. Which is a pretty cool guy. Is, an, is another thing a part of his backstory. So I can't really explain more without ruining some bits. Well, It'll don't do up. that. It'll come. I'm not gonna. <laughs> okay. Anything else about that arc then, Ruthie? That other than the the leap and that you're glad it fucking worked. Uh, I like that we kill. I like that I stopped the monologue. Yeah, I, I really, I really like the whole like Bjorn's too impatient for monologues. He's like, oh shut up. <laughs> I'm so glad I got a ranged like attack that isn't a crossbow that I never use because Thor would never use a crossbow. 
True. She just smacks somebody with the crossbow like a hammer. <laughs> and then the rage of the split arm and him being able to move. Oh, well, that was more something that doesn't make sense story-wise, but doesn't really bother me in the long okay. run because he still died, and he still would have bled out from his arm if he didn't he use a tourniquet. True. I don't think a tourniquet would save his hand. You know, I mean, it, it would, would stop split. him from bleeding out. It would stop him from bleeding out. It wouldn't save his arm. But I will say this much. I have seen situations where you'd be amazed at what the human body can ignore and endure. So I'll just take that. No, it doesn't make sense. Honestly, not at all. I was going to say, it it, it doesn't make sense. If he failed a constitution check to keep his his crossbow in his hand, he wouldn't have been able to do anything. He already failed a constitution check. So that is also a that point. was my main problem, but that doesn't matter because that wasn't even the big part of that episode. It was just him running, <laughs> him trying I to get away in monologue again, and you guys fucking shutting him down a second time. <laughs> no, but if you catch me this time, I'll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I was really, really disappointed that the ship wasn't facing, or that we weren't. On the other side of the ship. Oh yeah. Because of for him to just floating. go out. I was like, I was like, oh <laughs> shit, away. he's fucking just gonna, he's just gonna fucking float away because of the way that the spell works. And then like, and then you were like, no, 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 he's going into the ship. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just to leave him floating in the middle of like there, just like that would have been amazing. Yeah, and then, yeah okay, for like a minute. Casting it and then woo. Mm-hmm. That would have been so good. <laughs> I thought a really cool part that kind of got glossed over, but really affected Bjorn. That like I, they didn't mention it, but when uh, Bjorn got in front of Arthur, which is just a Bjorn thing to do, it's him protecting his friends as usual. And as he gets more like friendly with everyone, I feel like he's getting more protective um, and less regard for his own safety. Yeah, he's getting more reckless. Oh, he's about on the island. Yeah. So and then Vera stopped the spell. <laughs> and, I want like, to talk about that. <laughs> and he said, and when she said that this is not what we're here for, da- uh, for that we don't need any collateral damage. That really affected Bjorn. It was mm. like you're right. We do have a thing because you know Bjorn's really he's really good with ships, and he was actually really excited to be like I'm going to be sailing again. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna be just. I'm gonna do everything Can't I wait used to, be to a do. <laughs> I'm so excited. It was more of like he just wants to be out on yeah. sea again. He, you know, he just wants to be a sailor again. And then it was like Vera like pulled him out of it, and he was like, "Oh my god, what is wrong with me?" She is so right. And then we kind of like kept going, but I wanted Bjorn to like agree mm-hmm. with Vera at the moment. Like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't kill this guy. We really don't even need to be here yeah well nobody Um, attacked him so it was kind of like a a group agreement like tim tried to i wish alex was here because yeah he had to to step away for a quick special expression when that happened (laughs) oh that was the best that was amazing (laughs) yeah it was so amazing but like nobody else attacked the guy after vera stopped the spell that's true Mm -hmm. not even bjorn bjorn stepped in front of arthur the spell was blocked and then Bjorn intimidated and, him. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. Tim looked like 
somebody stole his last creamsicle popsicle. <laughs> Good time to come back, Alex. It was just like, yeah, you, you were so you, dejected from Alex. That. You did legitimately look pissed that that, that, that kill was so robbed. Mad. It was wonderful, and I I know oh, that so later cool. on I could see it in your face and your behavior after that. You noticed what was going on and how it was like an interesting situation in the end. But like, I feel like that, and maybe we can use this now to switch to Alex's view on the RMSS catatonic, but. I feel like that moment when Vera was like, no, like, what's the point? We're doing something for a purpose and people don't need to die. That kind of, does Tim have a little bit of evil in him, do you think? Or what do you think was going through Tim's mind at that moment? Tim was fed up. Yeah. He had had it with all of this crap. <laughs> and he was just going to roast that guy. Okay. Like, he didn't have any care for who he was or what was going on. The person was rushing somebody who Tim works with. Mm -hmm. Tim wasn't having it. Yeah, that makes sense. Now that it didn't happen. Is that also kind of what had fueled him with uh, Lieutenant uh, uh, Tushable? Oh, yeah. He was just tired of of seeing people getting hurt and dying and stuff, and he's just like, fuck this kind of thing. Basically. Oh, you got a wall of text there. Yeah, here's Alex, a, yeah, that's a really right. good question, actually. Alex's question. I mean, to, this one I'm curious of, too. Yeah, I'll yeah, read it too. out from the podcast here. <laughs> to a viewer, Tim feels somewhat disconnected from the team and kind of here for his own thing. If push came to shove, do you think he would choose his own interests over any particular mission or the maintenance department as a whole? Or do both roll in and Tim, sorry, into and Tim uses back channels and shady dealings to further his work for the maintenance department? I think I I think I know your restrictions on answering this question in terms of yeah, again. I was gonna say no. don't answer some stuff. of that if it changes how we view Tim. Yeah, so. but it should maybe this is a bit of a leak you can give us here. Or answer around the question. Yeah, so yeah. Kind of give us a bit of a hint, I guess, and towards. You can it. be like Tim and go invisible. Come on, Alex, be creepy. Gone. Alex just runs off screen. Okay, well, <laughs> Alex, he's gone. <laughs> I was actually expecting him to be gone when he moved his hand. <laughs> I thought about it. That would have been funny. <laughs> like, just be like, would he have gone? Hold on. Away, hold like... on. Oh, no. Close <laughs> enough. Close <laughs> enough. Yeah, very, very close. It's like that. Yeah. One more time. One more time. Poof. What is this sorcery? <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> All right. So, ah, the question. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I can't Turns use that chair to him. dodge the question? <laughs> All right. So, what do you think? That That is a really good question. <laughs> 11 out of 10 would invite to child's birthday party. Magic. All right. I think he's formulating an answer here in his head before he really answers. I think he's trying to fart, but make it really, really silent. <laughs> I think that's Tim's actual background if he was the one say child's birthday clown. <laughs> Shit, you're not supposed to leave. Who told you? Wrong. Session zero exposed. Skip me. I thought I would... Oh, my pusher talks that on. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good answer. Good answer, Alex. Yeah. Oh, good. well done. Well put. And that's the summary of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right 
Smartass. Wheels are coming <laughs> off. Let's let's hear this deep moment from Melindrock. What is a Melindrock? No, I'm just That's not my question, Ken. I mean, it kind of is. I would say that just based on that formula or format of question, that it would depend on the situation. If it's something that would benefit the maintenance department that would also benefit Tim, uh, by all means, I would say that his shady dealings and network would be used to that situation but depending on the circumstance the situations that the party ends up in in the future something might not end up the way everyone's hoping hmm. and what about makes sense that's, that's kind really of obvious though yeah. Freaking because... ominous yeah well there's combats where tim goes invisible and we're four rounds in and ken's like all right tim it's your turn what do you do and he's like Stay invisible. Okay, next target. <laughs> right? And yeah. you know, and it's like it's it, it's obvious that Tim's waiting for a moment that would make his actions mean more than just helping the group, but also helping him. Like he's waiting for that opportune moment to capitalize. Mm-hmm. Well, for the most part, a lot of our combat is also really easily taken care of. With just yeah, fuck more. you guys right. and your we'll just enchanted dice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tim will stay invisible because he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, Bjorn has ridiculous AC. Tarvok does a ridiculous amount of damage. Mm-hmm. So Bjorn's really good at getting everybody to him, and Tarvok's good at picking him off. And then, you know, we have Vera and uh, Artha doing. Oh, <laughs> like, you're like the like debuff and like the advantages, oh, sure. and like, so you're like the true support. And then Arthur's over here just giving bardic inspiration like it's candy. Yeah, just run around yelling at people. <laughs> or Vicious mockery. I mean, you're yeah. old. Yeah. Damn, you're ugly. <laughs> so, I mean, there's been, yep. like, very rare battles where Tim was actually needed. So mm-hmm. I just figured that Tim doesn't like to fight until he's ready. He is a bit he of only a glass has so many too. Yeah, he only has so many spell slots, and all of his stuff is pretty spell slot Yeah. I mean, he does have Fireball as, like, a cantrip, but... Firebolt. Firebolt. There's yeah, a difference, believe it or not. Nerf Bjorn and Tarvok, and let's bring Tim into the fight. <laughs> there you go, Patty. <laughs> With a Corgi as well, so there you go. Hey, you know what? There could always be some weird situation where Tarvok and Bjorn are weakened. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't ever do that because then Arthur would actually have to like fight for real. Yeah, yeah. but I you know, don't do that because successfully you know. whip something. Yeah. <laughs> I I do actually want to delve deeper into that question for Tim though. Is is Ooh. that disconnect that he kind of has and is definitely apparent with the group? I guess my next I guess spin on that part is: Do you think that Tim maybe? feels more of a connection than people see and that maybe he does actually feel a sense of responsibility for his team and i would say based on his experiences with the team he definitely would feel more of a connection to his team than he would for example going toward or back to the um the bizarre bazaar at that time 
I don't think Tim would have cared whether or not Mason lived or died. He was there for a job. Right. Okay. Do you feel like I Tim... mean, yes, the goal was to get Mason out. But at the end of it, when Arthur was bringing Mason out, and Tim's Tim was more concerned with his belongings mm -hmm. after seeing the person. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But do you think that maybe he's making more of a connection? Or do you think that he's still just as indifferent as he always has been? I feel like he's still very reserved. Yeah, I feel him like... I feel like the shell is cracking a little bit. I don't know if it's because Bjorn is so suave, but Bjorn and Tim <laughs> have been able to make a little bit of like headway, like you know. I think with, like, Tim is joke. more. I think Tim's more attached to us than he lets on, mostly because we know how much he enjoys gold, and I mean <laughs> he's spent enough to get us where we need to go. And I know it furthers. That's a good point. His his job. But I mean, it he furthers. Would, he could have scrooged on that. Yeah, he could have yeah. just scrooged on that and not done anything and just done things the hard way, or I guess the harder way. Um, right. So the fact that he wanted to torch an unarmed man charging at Arthur kind of gives that hint that maybe he is a little more. I mean, yeah, like Alex said, it was kind of like for selfish. God, get this shit over with reasons. But at the same time, he didn't have to do that. Bjorn could have smashed him with a hammer, and Tim could have just stood there the whole time and did nothing. So the fact that he still was willing to cast a spell to eliminate that threat also says that Tim's partially wants to like prevent people from getting hurt in the group anyway. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think everyone else no. Well, I think yeah. I think too the um, like it's I think if I was just speaking for Vera like. Tim seems like the most this is a job person but mm -hmm. it's like really clear mm -hmm. and and like <laughs> I almost didn't cast counterspell like as a I player, really I just don't. wanted to use <laughs> lightning I know it was your, <laughs> your third level spell I was like oh fuck and I haven't used it yet the last time I went to use it pooch the spell and broke the thing oh man yeah i felt bad i really did i think that was yeah partially a moment of alex has a new toy and wants to play with it yeah. and someone I just like smacked that. it out of his hand yeah but yeah i i like I like vero is like not very assertive but like probably has strong morals I guess, and so that was like it was like one of those moments where it's like, I uh, can't let this happen, mm -hmm. you know, like, and um, and so I'm I'm curious to see what happens, you know, with the you know the two characters, yeah, like that. I mean, I if they dialogue about it, like, yeah. it, it's probably not going to be as simple as like, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, that would no, be something Tim, fun Tim to was explore. Definitely not happy with Vera. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. After that, after that incident, I mean, personally, whatever. Tim, he's pissed. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked right at her and was like, "We're not friends anymore." Yes, that's correct. Like, yes, Vera I recall started that. saying something, and then yeah, to Tim, I think about like before Vera's giving her speech, mm -hmm. they turn monologue, I guess you could say. Tim said that. 
we're not friends anymore. You know, I, I pictured Tim just standing there, like, and however he cast the spell, just like it didn't work. Just like standing there, still in that same position, like we're not friends. Yeah. But, like that's it. It's like really dramatic too. That like yeah. well, Aritha would have like came for out of the spell, and so his cloak like went whoosh, a yep. little bit, yes. <laughs> and also, he was I... like. <laughs> We're not friends. I, I didn't really. <laughs> dun, dun. I didn't really say it, um, but like the way that Vera casts like counterspell and dispel magic. So I, I did say it when uh, I did kind of like give an image of what was happening when I used dispel magic on the golem. Uh, where she okay, yeah. like kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah. with like space through base at the, at the yeah. column, basically, but like so like counter spell is uh, as I'm imagining it is basically just like a like net of, of slime, slime like just eats the spell like the spell goes off but doesn't have any effect because it's just like and then like gets absorbed and then he's just sitting there. And then, and, <laughs> and then base just goes, burp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was imagining. That's happened. good. I like that. Well, um, I we got a couple other comments here. Sure, he didn't know it wouldn't pan out because of false hydra, but it was losing a gamble. Oh, about That's the money. That's in thing, reference yes. to uh, Sakul. Yes, spending a bunch of money to try and get some intel mm. to help the overall goal. Yeah, he didn't know it wouldn't pan out, but he was losing a gamble and he took it for. I don't know if it was for the maintenance department so much as the group and the goal that they had and uh, that purpose. Um, that's my yeah, thoughts on that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then Cody says, uh, feels like Tim is the type of guy that gives you a rough time at the beginning and somewhat difficult to connect with, but once you get past that, it's big support, much care. Wow. Um, I, I personally feel that myself, but, I mean, the only person who can really know that, I think, is Alex. Uh, only time will tell. And that's part or of the mystery. A yeah. <laughs> hey, you're not going to get anything out of it. It's just going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> and that's a he part of the really mystery of what's that That'll draw. be the vital result. Yeah. So we got a little bit <laughs> At of time. At the end of the campaign. I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, I was blacked out for a minute there. Am I okay? Yeah. He's like, my mom made me get a job. Otherwise, I'm kicked out of the house. This is where I am now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too soon, too soon. Is that happening to you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but, you guys will see. Anyways, um, zero. <laughs> so we got a little bit of time left. If there's any other questions, just as a whole, between I guess uh, the gold go uh, gold gods goblins end to now, feel free to dump any questions on us about that, or if you have any questions about us as a group, or or anything that we want to do with this going forward, anything you guys can think of, please feel free to dump them in chat and we'll we'll use these next like five, ten minutes here to try and answer your questions as best as we can. So if you guys have that, let us know. Otherwise, does anybody here in the group have anything you guys want to ask anybody else? I was just going to say. Oh, I, I actually was... <laughs> oh, Why are you guys so damn cool? That's the uh, joke. Uh, We're not. No, <laughs> yeah. Not even close, nope. man. Ah, cool. Uh, Comedy uh, is your future. Uh, oh, right, yeah. So uh, so we were talking about it, like, a little bit after... Um, Got it. Uh, 
the your Tarbuck bromance or <laughs> uh, I mean it's just it's just a bromance right now. We'll see. We'll see. You know, it's, it's, it's it depends on the alcohol content. Yeah, there's a height difference there. <laughs> yeah. They're all the same size oh, when you lay them down, though. It's never been said if Bjorn doesn't, you know, no one knows. Which way Bjorn no swings his hammer? I don't think yeah. anybody knows what either of the characters go with that. That's very true. And that really has never came up. So. It really doesn't matter, but I guess we'll see when people no start shipping people. No one's anything. It's yeah. never been like, I don't even think it's anybody's like forefront. It's like, Bjorn just wants to like... Smash. Smash. Basically just... <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> just wants to fight and like go Drink. to bed. Yeah. Fine. He doesn't drink. Yeah. He's a pansexual. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, only pans. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Frying pan or. Yeah. Oh my god, it's cast iron. Any, any <laughs> cast iron pans only. To be fair, Cody, you're the only person, and I know it was me playing you, but you're the only person who's ever hit on anyone, and that was on Vera. So there you go. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Those romance <laughs> and it was funny <laughs> yes anyhow sorry josh you were in the middle of a thought there oh yeah sure whatever um oh so we were talking about like what uh you know like what might be next and mm. uh i guess i was just wondering like uh if there was like one thing that we could see in the future what would you, you know, like, what would that be? Like, something that you would want our characters to go through or, you know, happen in general? I don't know, whatever. It doesn't have to be immediately. I don't want anybody to die. There's always that I possibility. Also, I'm not well, opposed I, to I, characters I, dying, and I'm not opposed to characters being resurrected in certain ways if it makes sense, too. Um, but... I mean, I'm gonna try my uh, best to not yeah, let that happen. Talked a little bit about that last. Yeah, time. yeah. I don't, I don't want anybody to die, but I would really like people to, um, I'd like the group, like it's not, it's gonna have to happen naturally, obviously, as the characters get more comfortable and stuff. But mm -hmm. I'd like for them to start talking about their past, so mm -hmm. that way we don't have to be sneaky about our backstories. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody's ever asked each other where anyone's came from. We've never had the time. Yeah, we're co-workers. No, right, that's what mm. I mean. Like, yeah, nobody's yeah. ever been like, hey, so where are you from? You know, no one's ever done yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, it's yeah. just been work, 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 work kind of thing, so. Yeah, like, Bjorn's, Bjorn's, I think, kind of an introvert, unless he's around, like, his people. But even then, he doesn't talk much. He just kind of just. Yeah, he does stuff. Yeah, he just does with words. Actions speak louder than words for Bjorn. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he'll speak, but he can't speak well, and he's just like, I'd rather just hit it with a hammer, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ruthie, you designed Arthur, and he runs around with a blue crown on his head, and nobody's <laughs> ever asked him why. But he just you know, has we've seen weirder shit. Like, we've yeah, seen like, nobody weird cares. Shit. So, yeah, you've got a skull thing. that's flying across the world because it got <laughs> transported. I, I a teleporting ball. We have a slime answer. 
really the weirdest thing. I'm sure there's something. And hold on, we have a fucking dwarven ranger. Honestly, based on our group, it's the weirdest character because it is the most meta, which makes Arvok automatically the strangest character we have. And there we go. Is meta the right word though? I mean, it's like the most logical. Like everyone else is kind of like well built. Maybe a well-designed character. Okay. I am. Well, no, I think Tarbox kind of like the most. Um, I wouldn't say stereotypical, but he's like one of the like most uh, like often like builds. Not like dwarven ranger or something, but he like he feels very much like what he's supposed to be. He's and a then, fantasy like, character. He's a traditional ranger dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. and it's a great dynamic because most of the time he's just like, What is wrong yeah. with you people? Yeah. Just he's all the most the time. normal. <laughs> yeah. And it's so amazing. Like, Bjorn, you need to calm down, buddy. And Arthur, stop <laughs> doing that. And Tim, where'd you fucking go? Vera, what are your slimes doing? I don't understand. I'm gonna drink. I need yeah. a drink. <laughs> It's funny and because yeah, Paul brought like that up, Arvok. too. He's like a chauffeur. He's like a dad on a fucking... <laughs> Paul is our dad of the group. <laughs> Field trip. Well, so it, it's it's something that Paul brought up, too, is when he rolled and built the character, he's like, man, this is fucking weird. Anytime I've played D&D, I've done, like, this crazy build or just a really strange mix of a character with, like, an, a super jerk-ass background or something like that. He's like, this is the first time I'm going to play like a straight shooter kind of character that really isn't super out of the ordinary, except for the fact that he's a Dwarven Ranger. Like, yeah. I think you it's know, great. Yeah. I think it's awesome. too many. So it fits really <laughs> well. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm you having a lot of fun with it. The short straight man to work. <laughs> it's interesting to have a normal person in all of the like crazy crap keeps everyone grounded because Tarvok's like hey hold on hold up a minute hold up stop 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 what if we don't do that and try this instead what if we do it the normal way yeah please don't be dumb have you tried opening the door <laughs> <laughs> no i mean we say that but if we go back to the last session for for catat uh, for the rmss catatonic i did open up the the, the cargo hold and with an arrow murdered Tons of people and yeah. all these different monsters and fucking yeah. risen zombies and ghouls. So I feel like he's know. changing. To be fair, I pulled one of the levers. <laughs> you did. You did. Oh, the so it's just crack. It's I don't know. I I, I I I've had a lot of fun playing with with Tarbok and. I don't look too far into the future with him because you never know what's going to happen. But I have a general idea on how I want him built, mm. so it, it, it's good fun. It's good fun. Bolus archery. <laughs> Bolus archery. <laughs> Bolus archery. I'm glad everyone enjoyed Bolus archery. Oh my gosh! It's, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. We need to get you a shirt with that for sure. Um, um, just sure. a picture of a fist holding an arrow. Yeah. Bolus archery. <laughs> I or think, yeah. Tarvok stabbing or, or something. Like a, or of like a rendition of tiny Tarvok going, follow the archers, he's running up at someone. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy eyes. Just stabbing something in and like their shin. Yeah. <laughs> he 
Yeah. And they're no longer an adventurer. Oh. <laughs> any other and on questions? That note, well, bye. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but are there any other questions that anybody in chat or anybody in the group has for each other? I don't think I've got any questions for any of us. I okay. I know where we all stand mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to this stuff, and I know we're all having fun, and we're probably going to continue to have fun. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Mm. To again, my only my only ever real question is, what do you want to watch me and Ken get drunk play? <laughs> so, that's a good question do you I, though I think there was Him. so much going on it was hard to like do character stuff it was yeah but well, like, that's, yeah that's where it's like yeah. that's where the question of where do our characters have time to do that we never mm -hmm. have just a lazy lackadaisy lazy adventure it's always oh shit we're in space on a ship yeah. or hey yeah. um now we're on this island or hey like even even with the first one with the uh, oh, yeah. with the other one it was like uh, gold gods and goblins all them guys mm -hmm. like even then it was There's like we need intrigue. to hurry this up there are people you know this kid yeah. is bad and yep. even whenever we do a party every things are still happening wacky shit happens during the party too you know that doesn't want? mean that come the future we're not yeah, gonna yeah. have a moment where we can sit down and and finally start to open up to one another, except for Tim, who's going to be, like, invisible and masturbating somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, I guess... I do have a fire. I'm going to tell he makes gold. I'll give my own little answer to Josh's earlier question of what would be a little glimpse into the future. And I know that we've talked a little bit about this in the group behind the scenes now and then, too. Um, but I'll answer it for the sake of the people here in chat as well. Um... Our, our group is going to have another adventure. I mean, we're going to continue having adventures and missions and whatnot. Um, that's good. good. The over... That's happening. All right. Get yeah. Start. Can't wait. Let's do it. The o <laughs> I'll, I'll give you this much. The overarching things that are going on with the maintenance department that have yet to be fully explored are going to be coming more to the forefront. But at the same time, I feel like this next adventure for the group is going to be a bit more of a throwback to classic style D&D. Oh, well. <laughs> classic. You We're know. finally going to get gold. Exactly. Like, I, I'm, I'm going We're going to come against a, mon a monster with that's attack type J. I'm going to spin my style a bit and just kind of like, I'm going to narrow down the, all the intrigue a little bit and make it more of a let's make it a fucking smash and grab and give you guys a specific goal kind of thing so that's kind of what you guys can expect for the future so cool and i think that's something that'll be a nice breath of fresh air for people and and i want to tailor situations to each individual character so that people do become the key much like bjorn is for every single fucking door he comes across so i feel like and archways yes Who's and archways <laughs> no no <laughs> Bjorn, I feel like Bjorn needs a a hammer, but not a hammer. He needs a keyblade hammer to open every single door. Uh, I'm not sure. Nah. nah. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts reference. Ruthie hates it and loves it at the same time. Yeah, she hates it and loves it at the same time. I can tell just by that. Uh... <laughs> it's pretty bad. 
I know that, but it's a key so you can smash through a door. You're trying really hard. I'm reading. It's so bad. It's real bad. Yeah. You say raise a key on my hammer. That's all you need. That works. No way. Just make it like um, uh, Stormbreaker, right? From from Endgame. All right. So one side is the hammer, and the other side is like a serrated blade in the shape of a key. Get the spell knock, and every time he casts it, he just also hits the door at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so when you cast it, your hammer just flies through. <laughs> yeah, so just bam. Yeah. Also, oh, if it's gonna be an awesome old school D and D arc, next time I can't wait to come up with more dumb shit to do to you. Oh, Make yeah. you have to DM around I want it. to enchant my hammer to come back to me if I throw it. Easy Thor. Oh my god. Oh my god. Do we have? Have you tried a rope? <laughs> Can you enchant my hammer? I feel like that's probably something Vera could do. <laughs> Just tie a rope to it. <laughs> Can you enchant this hammer? Sure. I want to be like my. Like a, uh, one of the wrist things you yeah. put on like boogie boards or something, right? Yeah, you know what it's going to be? Is it's going to be like the handle is like made out of slime. And you Ooh. throw it, and it's stuck to your hand, and then it fucking comes back. It's the like fucking sticky hand, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would <laughs> really be a freaking... Wouldn't hand. that be a weird multi-use weapon where I throw oh, it, and there'd so just be great. this line... And it grabs more loot Someone would clothesline into it. Yeah, Ooh. that would be awesome. Alright, it's happening. So, it's Bjorn's fun. gonna have a clipboard on a fucking zip zip tether, and a hammer on can a slime can tether. Can make my clipboard go zip zip <laughs> zip zip? Also, also a slime. Yeah, everything slimes. Yeah, I really only do one thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a specialty. Okay. Jordan really slime. needs an account what, advisor. What if yeah. you added a slime? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, guys. You know what would make this slime better? More slime. More. <laughs> I have this problem. Have you tried slime? <laughs> the problem is slime. Uh... You have a problem. And you can't fix it. You're not using it. Welcome to the maintenance department. Here today, we're talking about oxy slime. <laughs> I'm not gonna say uh, much, but like, I'm really excited for our next level because I get another spell level. I think Tim does too. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think so. There, there are some good spells. Yeah. <laughs> Earth is just gonna tiny hut everywhere. <laughs> right, you're not like, even gonna sleep in your room anymore. Arthur Who needs is the it? Oprah Winfrey of places to sleep. <laughs> it's beautiful. You get a, place you to get sleep. a hut. You get a hut. <laughs> you, yeah. Tiny hut. Oh shit! Look how scared that monster is. Tiny hut. <laughs> Let me just Toxic sit down on the ground and think it. about it. Yeah, I saw. I saw a discussion about how you would use tiny hut to like just kind of stay in one place for a long time basically like because like people were saying like oh it's a broken spell because basically you just get a you know a free rest or whatever um and you could have multiple wizards or multiple spell casters like a bard bards get it and sorcerers can do it i think and wizards and so like you would just have the Multiple eight hunts. hour increments overlap and you could just stay in the tiny hut for you know 
Until you start forever. <laughs> An indefinite yeah, well, but, but like people like druids can make like good berries yeah, and that true. can like make you, you know, like <laughs> nutrition for a whole day or whatever. Yeah, how does that game go? The DM's like, all right, yeah, you all fast forward, the human dies first. Right, yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Well well and so what it was, last, right? Like it, it, it's for the purpose of like being a like a, a large dungeon for a long period of time, right? That's kind of like right. what it's made for. Being in a dungeon uh, for so, a long period of time, yeah. Right, yeah. So it's like it's like a safe area to sleep, so you don't, so everybody doesn't have to like take a watch. And and even if monsters come into your room, you like see them, and they don't see you, and they can't do a whole lot of things unless they can cast a spell magic on it. Right. All right. Well, I'll never use it correctly, so you don't ever have to worry about that. <laughs> He's using it for <laughs> the I'll meme. I'll never use it in a logical way. It's all for the memes. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> to get him out of jail free kind of thing. Well, unless anybody else has any extra questions for us, I think this is probably a good time to call it. We've gone actually 40 minutes past what we initially intended to, and it's not a bad thing. That's actually a really good thing. Um, I think we all had a pretty good time with this tonight, eh? I did. I'm tired, okay. but I've been tired all day, yeah. so... Fair enough. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Well... Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to play some music here for y'all. There it is. And uh, Sorry. And we're going to just end it by saying, come see us every Tuesday. We're still working on ideas for uh, both the main campaign and other stuff. If you check out the Discord with exclamation point Discord, that's where you can find us, hang out with us, give us ideas... We give you ideas, give each other memes, you know, stuff like that. Um, we got a couple of background ideas that are being worked on by Max and Josh. Now Seam and Serpent Queen's Guard. Going to be cool stuff, and I can't wait. We're going to test run Now Seam this weekend. Um, what else? Might do a drunk stream a here soon. It has been also, that's time. that's like mostly going to be setting up the game. Yeah, it's Probably. going to be troubleshooting it, basically, right? So uh, well, it'll be it'll be like creating your characters. Yeah. Yeah, it's is... like introducing mechanics, yeah. creating characters. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. fleshing. It's a very free form thing that I've been working on as a like it's D and D, but it's kind of like a narrative RPG, but it's right. not at the same time. Yeah. You give Ken props for always being the DM. I know. <laughs> being like always taking all of our criticism constructively it's a you know what it's oh, a learning it's like experience not only our criticism our shit yes <laughs> you uh, guys yeah. do have a, a lot, lot of shit, shit. but you there's know what? probably more shit than there is constructive criticism so that's fair but saying, uh, i feel like we we do things in such a weird way every single time yeah. Oh yeah, he I always love rolls with it. I love it though. You guys make it fun and keep me on the edge of my seat most of the time. So, um, you know the old Mortal Kombat test your might kind of thing. Sure. No, it, I, it's test your patience. <laughs> test your might. So does Josh. See. Looking forward to making Ken yell into his shirt more and more. Oh God! <laughs> uh, it's well, your own damn. It's the metaphor for all the other <laughs> shit we're gonna do to him. 
we do I, I appreciate you guys a lot and uh, this is one of the bright spots in life so it's good stuff and I appreciate you guys keeping me on my toes and I appreciate everybody else as much as I think everybody in here also appreciates you guys for being uh, here with us just it's good so thank you we love you all have a wonderful wonderful night bye night. Wow. Do a British accent there. No. Good night, love. <laughs>